In this bottom line report, I'm going to break down exactly what I think is going to happen in the real estate crash that we might see sooner rather than later. I'll break down exactly how much of a real estate crash I think we might face. I'm also going to break down why everybody feels absolutely miserable right now and the outcomes that we could end up seeing in the stock market and global economy. Let's get right into it. The first thing that we have to do is understand what uncertainties we face. And this list is not even a complete list of uncertainties. There are a lot of uncertainties, a lot. But before I do that, I wanna remind you that after I make this video and I get a little bit of sleep, I gotta raise the prices on the Newverse Pro courses. I didn't get it done tonight. So you still have a chance to go to meetkevin.com to check out on the Newverse Pro courses before the price goes up. So what are the list of uncertainties we face? Well, consider how long this is, and this isn't even everything. What happens if Donald Trump wins his cases? Does he become president? And what does that mean? What happens if Trump loses these cases and then he doesn't end up becoming the Republican nominee? Who fights Biden? Does Biden win? Does Biden officially run and win? Or does Newsom step up? What happens if we actually get a real earnings recession? What about that real estate crash? What about another black swan? What about a debt bubble and some kind of default leveraged loan crisis? What about an immigration crisis, another banking crisis, excess savings evaporating by January 1st like people keep clickbaiting? What about escalating war, but not just localized conflict, but global warfare? Think about this. Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Palestine, China, Taiwan, a global incendiary cluster F. And when I say cluster F, I say it with passion because that is what war is. War is a cluster F. But beyond that, I want to make it very clear. The killing of innocent children is effing disgusting. Killing more innocent children in retribution for that is also disgusting. It is not the answer. Killing children is not the answer. And I don't want to hear the comments of people going, well, you know, it's different if it's collateral damage. The last thing I want to hear is people talking about taking innocent children's lives because, oh, sorry, I missed. This is ridiculous. But this video isn't another war video. This video is to understand the economic war that we face and how much do I actually expect real estate prices in the stock market to fall? Well, in order to understand that, we have to understand there are three scenarios that we could go down. There are three pathways. And after we analyze the three pathways, what we're going to do is we are going to analyze the worst one to try to assume how bad things can actually get. Now, obviously, we are in the fog of war. We don't have all the answers, but I'm going to do my best. And yes, even though I am a licensed financial advisor becoming a stockbroker and I'm a real estate broker, no, this is not personalized financial advice for you. This is just perspective for you to determine your own situation and your own investing strategies. But what are the scenarios that we potentially face? Well, I wrote them down. First, this is the worst. This is slow disinflation and slow disinflation coupled with war High yields, gold rising, and oil rising leads to a very hesitant Federal Reserve to actually cut rates. This is not good. This is probably the worst case scenario. And some of these things we're seeing now, gold up 3.3% on Friday. We have not seen that in a very long time. Oil up 5 to 6%. 
then you'd think bond yields might go up because inflation expectations totally got destroyed in the University of Michigan sentiment read on Friday. Sentiment way low, inflation expectations way high. And what did we end up getting with treasury yields? A drop in the 10-year treasury of 9.4 basis points and the NASDAQ down 1.23 basis points. Very weird. Another bear steepening of the yield curve, yet the stock market plummeting, along with gold rising and oil rising. All of it actually points to the same direction. Fear. Massive fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And it's fear of what? It's fear that recession, a banking crisis, a debt crisis, the lack of savings, an earnings recession, all of that happens because why? It's simple, folks. It's right here. Because the Fed cuts more slowly and we drive into recession. Now, I'm going to give my projections in terms of what I think on how bad the real estate market might be, what I'm seeing on the ground right now, and the stock market in just a moment. But realize there are two other scenarios. The other scenarios are slow disinflation with no black swan. That means these conflicts resolve themselves, no major banking crisis. And I want to be clear, I don't actually think we're going to see a banking crisis again. Uh, the reason I say that is because you can look at the bank term funding program. It's not seeing a lot of funding again. And that's a sign of low banking crisis problems. So I think banks had their wake-up call during the banking crisis. I think it, there's a low chance we're going to see another banking crisis. I also think immigration is actually supporting the Fed's call for lower wage inflation. So this is probably not a big deal. Excess savings. Well, excess savings were zero before the pandemic. So I actually don't think that catalyst is that big of a deal. Defaults right now are roughly normalized. And yes, our debt crisis and our budget failures and Congress failures, those are all real problems. Those aren't the problems that are probably going to take us down in this cycle. What could take us down in this crisis, in my opinion, war. Absolutely. Absolutely war. In terms of what happens with the election, well, think about it. When are we going to have the answer to the election? When are we going to have the answer to inflation? Well, probably by the end of next year. So the question now is, how much does all of this uncertainty hurt stocks and real estate? Well, that's, this is why I have three scenarios. Scenario number one. Scenario number one tells us slow disinflation. That's the worst one. That's scenario number one here. Uh, scenario number two is the slow disinflation. And then scenario number three is the best one. This is your soft landing. That's rapid disinflation and the Federal Reserve can cut rates quickly. That's most ideal, right? So what do we think? Well, in the fog of war, it's likely that disinflation is going to continue, but it is going to be bumpy. And I'm going to go with a scenario that is the worst case scenario. I believe that the worst case scenario was already in 2022. That is Paul Volcker. I think Paul Volcker is the worst case scenario. Runaway inflation. And I don't think we are going to face runaway inflation. That's why it's not one of my three scenarios. And that's solely based on reading earnings calls every single day. I'll spare you the details, but I don't see runaway uh, runaway inflation. We are facing more disinflation than we are facing inflation. Yes, sometimes we have volatile categories jump. We get it. But the trend is down. And guess what we're going to have by the end of next year? Housing disinflation will be here. We will see a leveling out of the other inflationary categories. Yes, 
energy prices can squeeze margins and cause an earnings recession, but not runaway inflation. That's really important to remember. Oil can skyrocket and that'll destroy company earnings, but it does not need to cause runaway inflation on actual core goods and core services. And it probably won't. Yes, would runaway inflation be the absolute worst case scenario? Yes, but I don't see signs of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Look, I know inflation's been hot. We've had 18% inflation on average. Food's way more expensive, rent's more expensive, everything's frustratingly more expensive. But that's not on my bingo card, was runaway inflation. So I'm gonna put that scenario aside. I'm also gonna put the really bullish soft landing narratives aside. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at the worst case scenario that I see. The worst case scenario and the price impacts that I see are as follows. Number one, higher for longer and these conflicts drive pain for longer and uncertainty for longer. Gold rises, oil rises, and stocks can't break resistance. Here's how this breaks out. First, this ends up being the nastiest real estate winter we've had in a while. Worse than last year. It's what we're starting to see on the ground. I think you need to take a 10% reduction on any real estate that you're seeing right now. That is, if you thought a fixer-upper was a good deal at 600, you really need to buy it about 540 now. That's what we're seeing on the ground saw a fixer upper come up that would have comped out at 550 to 600 two months ago. Now it's comping out at maybe 510 to 540. Yeah, that's a big 10% reduction. And we're seeing this in multiple areas, whether it's California, it's Utah, it's Arizona, uh, it is Texas, Florida to some extent, though a lesser extent. It's also happening in Florida, though. Don't kid yourself. Broward County, we're seeing it. Tampa, we're seeing it. It's harder to get these deals done now because rates are so high and uncertainties are through the roof. But think about how long these uncertainties will last. These uncertainties, many of them, will probably be gone by the end of 2024, especially since the election will be over and we'll know. Did China invade Taiwan yet? How did these regional conflicts turn out? As a result, I actually think rates are most likely to have their clearest path forward, not now, but at the end of next year. And so that makes this winter an opportunity. And this winter could be long. It could be a November to March painful period of time of uncertainty, especially with these geopolitical conflicts, which will affect the real estate market as well. And that's why I think this winter is a great opportunity to buy actually. I think it'll be a much better opportunity to buy than the winter after the election because the winter after the election will have a lot more clarity, way more clarity. Clarity on interest rate path, clarity on presidency, and clarity on conflicts. We won't have those clarities this winter. And generally, the best time to buy real estate is between November and March, uh, more like November, December, January, because who buys during the New Year's and Christmas and Thanksgiving, right? The people who need to sell, sell during those times. So uh, that is also why, well, exactly what we're going to be doing with House Hack, and it's exactly what we're seeing in various different markets throughout the area, that we're trending towards more pain. That's what I'm saying, 10%. Yes, look, we had a 10% to 20% correction from March to May of 2022 down to the winter of 22. Then we recovered from January to about September, but I think September's going to be your high. August, September comps are going to be your high, in Texas, probably July is your high. And then you start seeing an inflection all the way down to the end of the year. 
That's good for real estate. It's an opportunity for real estate. But it's not a 2008. It's my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. I see 10% this winter and it's a buying opportunity. We have way more certainty on inflation than we did in 2022. And we're continuing that trend. Now we need to get uncertainty away in some of these other issues. And those are going to go away in time. Then, as far as the stock market, I don't see stocks going back down to 2022 levels. That's because there's no Paul Volcker. However, it will be very difficult to stock for stocks to break through resistance levels for like Tesla to hit new highs or otherwise. It will be very difficult for stocks to hit new highs. How long are we going to have these uncertainties? About a year, thanks to the election. I think once we get to the election 2024 cycle, you're going to want to have allocated to stocks. Now, keep in mind, I'm also a big fan of you considering allocating to house hack. The minimum to invest is now $5,000. You have a deadline between now and November 1st to invest. So check that out. Uh, we plan to close the fundraising round for this year uh, by November 1st. We're not sure if we'll bring it back. That's because we're going to focus all in on buying real estate between November and December. So it's my thesis. My thesis is very, very clear. Do I think we're going to face World War III? No but the uncertainties of World War III will be in our face. The killing of children is so disgusting. And unfortunately, we're going to see more of it. And it breaks my heart. I have twins due probably within the next two to three weeks here. I could never imagine that. <sighs> Look, markets hate uncertainty. That's why gold's rising. That's why oil's rising. That's why yields are so high. It is an uncertain time. But I don't think our economy is destroyed. One day, the dollar will go to zero and the debt crisis will blow up. But not this time. Buckle up for a ride. But these are the times to educate yourself, to provide more value to your employer, to make more money, to invest. Because I still believe it. Come 2033, that's 10 years from now, we're going to look back and go, yeah, inflation was transitory. Wow, those were a lot of conflicts we were in. Wow. Interest rates on homes are now 1.8%. Real assets are going to do really well then if that ends up turning out to be that case. <sighs> With that said, check out those new verse pro courses. I got to change the prices when I wake up. This video is brought to you by my courses on building your wealth. Check those out. Email staff at meetkevin.com if you need to bundle up. Check them out along with the links to my real estate startup house hack, my actively managed ETF and licensed financial advice, all at the little banners at the top at meetkevin.com. Keep in mind that even though I'm a licensed financial advisor, real estate broker, and I'm becoming a stock broker, this video is not personalized financial advice or real estate advice for you, nor is it tax, legal, or otherwise personalized advice. This video is generalized information. And this video is not and shall never be deemed reasonably sufficient information for the purposes of evaluating securities. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. not advertise these things that you told us here. I feel like nobody else knows about this. We'll, we'll try a little advertising and see how it goes. Congratulations, man. You have done so much. People love you. People look up to you. Kevin Paff right there, financial analyst and YouTuber. Meet Kevin. Always great to get your take.